Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira. Qala alayhi salatu wa salam man saama ramadanan imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambih. Wa qala alayhi salatu wa salam man qama ramadan aw man qama laylatul qadr imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambihi. The Prophet tells us that whoever fasts the month of Ramadan with faith and with seeking the reward, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all of his previous sins. And then he told us وسلم, that whoever prays the night of Laylatul Qadr with Iman and with Ihtisab, once again, with faith and with accountability, that he will be forgiven for all of his previous sins. Dear brothers and sisters, as we enter into the post-Ramadan dip, this is the first Jumu'ah that we experience after this blessed month, where we've had the opportunity to challenge ourselves and to demonstrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our potential. To demonstrate to Allah azza wa jal what we are capable of and to show ourselves that we can live without these sins. That we are able and capable of abandoning even things that are normally halal to us for long periods of the day. As we showed ourselves and we demonstrated that, that determination in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be forgiven. As we clung to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, Allahumma innaka afuwan tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah, you are the one who loves to pardon. You are afu. You love to forgive. You love to pardon. So forgive me and overlook my sins. We now enter into this post-Ramadan dip. And I want you to think about many things post-Ramadan. You know, a lot of people will say that after a night of one of the odd nights, after having experienced that closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they'll wake up in the morning and they'll say, tonight was Laylatul Qadr. And you ask them why tonight was Laylatul Qadr, and they would say, because I felt it. I felt like it was Laylatul Qadr. I felt a closeness and a peace of mind and an ease and a tranquility in my heart that I have never felt before. It must have been Laylatul Qadr. And you're saying that on the 23rd night. Another person is saying that on the 24th night. Another person is saying it on the 25th, the 26th, the 27th. I know it was Laylatul Qadr because I felt it. And the truth is that it was not about whether it was Laylatul Qadr or night or, or not. What it really was about is the fact that you gave Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a night from one of your nights. That you forsaked your sleep in order to stand up and call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you made time for the Qur'an. That you made time for salah. That you actually made time for your religion and you cut out the distractions. And the feeling that you felt at night was not a feeling that is reserved only for people on the night of Laylatul Qadr. It is a feeling that is reserved for people that stand up and pray at night, even outside of Ramadan. The feeling of tahajjud, the feeling of qiyamul layl, the feeling of having a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hours of the night while other people are sleeping is an amazing feeling. And it's not about Allah, it's about you, that you made that time. If you felt something about the Qur'an 
This, this month that you haven't felt at any other time, it's not that the Qur'an changed, it's that you changed, that you gave the Qur'an time. If you felt something in your salah, it's that you changed, you gave the salah time. If you think about the ibadah of Ramadan from the, wisdoms of Allah, from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this month, you know, you have the term Ramadan Muslims, because people exert themselves in Ramadan like no other time of the year. This month of Ramadan is only referenced in the Qur'an in one ayah. The entire book of Allah, over 600 pages, and Ramadan only shows up once. Fasting is only there briefly. Fasting was prescribed upon you the way it was prescribed on those who came before you so that you could gain taqwa, you could gain a sense of awareness and piety of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because the end result of Ramadan is referenced throughout the Qur'an and that is taqwa. That's piety and God consciousness. You don't need Ramadan throughout the Qur'an to remind you about what Ramadan is to achieve in your life. We don't do any special ibadat in Ramadan that are exclusive to Ramadan. Taraweeh is nothing but Qiyamul Layl in Ramadan. You don't read a different passage of the Qur'an in Ramadan. There isn't a special scripture. There isn't a special salah. Everything you do, your witr is the same. Your du'as that you make in Ramadan, you make outside of Ramadan. All it is, is that you are presenting yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he reflects on this point. And he says that one of the beauties of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is their consistency. Human beings are hot and cold. Human beings can change. The most benevolent human being in the world cannot be benevolent because he's having a bad day. The most merciful person, a mother can lose it with her child at times. You might not be consistent in your, in your attributes at times. But does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever stop being Rahman? Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever stop? He's merciful even in His punishment. In that His punishment never exceeds justice. Even if you are the worst of, diso of disbelievers. And someone who disobeys Allah day and night. Someone who would have the audacity to curse at the divine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish you for a moment more than you deserve to be punished. And he is al-halim, he is forbearing in that even as people curse him day and night, even as people disbelieve in him and disobey him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds his anger, withholds his punishment. وَيَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَى الرَّحْمَةِ وَيَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَى الْمَغْفِرَةِ And he continues to call them to forgiveness and mercy, even as they are disobeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala. But his attributes don't change. His names don't change. He is Allah in Ramadan. He is Allah outside of Ramadan. He is Ar-Rahman in Ramadan. He is Ar-Rahman outside of Ramadan. In the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ mentions, إِذَا جَاءَ رَمَضَانْ فُتِّحَتْ أَبْوَابُ الْجَنَّةِ وَغُلِّقَتْ أَبْوَابُ النَّارِ وَصُفِّدَتُ الشَّيَاطِينَ That when Ramadan comes, the gates of paradise open and the gates of hellfire shut and the, and the devils are put away. There is nothing about a change with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only thing is just as the messenger alayhi salatu was always generous. Note the hadith. Not only was he karih al-mursala, like a blowing wind, an indiscriminate wind outside of Ramadan, in Ramadan and not generous 
outside of Ramadan. The hadith mentions he was always generous sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But in Ramadan, it was only further amplified. Meaning just when you thought he couldn't get more generous, he intensified his generosity sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you met the Prophet sallallahu in Sha'ban, you would say this is the peak of generosity, the epitome of charity. But then you saw him in Ramadan and you didn't even realize there was a greater limit. The rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the most random day of the year, on a day when you are at the lowest point in your life, is beyond your comprehension, beyond your imagination, not decreased in the minimum. But in Ramadan, it is only further amplified and intensified to a point that you did not even know could exist. And as much as we've experienced the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this life, we've only experienced 1% of it, even less. We still have so much more to see. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will surprise us with His mercy on the Day of Judgment by showing us subhanahu wa ta'ala just how rahim He is. How exceedingly compassionate he is. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those that meet his mercy on the day of judgment rather than his adil, rather than his justice on the day of judgment. The point is, dear brothers and sisters, he's the same Allah. The attributes are the same. The names are the same. Allah, the ahadith about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extending his hand in a way that befits him subhanahu wa ta'ala and his essence and his attributes in a way that befits him subhanahu wa ta'ala inviting people to tawbah, inviting people to mercy that happens every single night not just Laylatul Qadr the Qur'an is beautiful every single day not just in Ramadan when we decide to take it off of the bookshelf What's the point that I'm trying to make here more than anything else? Are you presenting yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala outside of Ramadan? Because He hasn't changed. Are you still seeking His forgiveness because He didn't stop forgiving? Are you still reading the book of Allah because it didn't stop being the book of Allah? Are you still making an effort to at least hold on to your fara'id? أَحَبُّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ the most beloved of actions to Allah are the prayers on time. Are you still making an effort to pray on time? To add a little bit more of your nawafil, of your sunan, your voluntary prayers? Are you still availing yourself of those opportunities and that which has been presented to you? Or are you back immersed in your distractions? Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to think about that person that takes shahada for the first time. Now subhanAllah, one of the most powerful things I've ever witnessed in my life was I was giving shahada to a person in the masjid and that person was crying as is normal many times people as they're accepting Islam they are crying as they are accepting Islam because they realize the weight of that statement. And as that person was crying there was an elderly sister that started to cry as well. And subhanAllah when, when, when I spoke to that sister afterwards she said that the reason why I'm crying is that I've been saying La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah for over 60 years and never once did it bring me to tears. Never once did I recite shahada, the kalima, and it brought me to tears. This person is reciting it for the first time in their life and they're crying. So I'm crying not over that, 
the, the, the Shahada, I'm crying over the fact that I've never cried over the Shahada. Why? Because when that person took Shahada, they presented themselves to that Shahada. They presented themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They cleared the way for that Shahada to penetrate the heart. Do they not contemplate the Qur'an or do they have locks on their hearts? You're placing the filters and the locks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put that lock there. You chose to block it out by your actions. Did you present yourself to it? When you think about Salman al-Farisi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that moment when he saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and when he realized he was the messenger of Allah, I threw myself on him. And I was just bawling in tears in the presence of the messenger Why? Because Salman's life was a build-up to that moment. Though he had not met the Prophet his entire life was a build-up to that meeting. We too should be building up to that meeting. When you see the Prophet ﷺ on the Day of Judgment, will you present yourself to him like Salman anhu, who his entire life, his entire life was in pursuit of the Messenger How will you feel when you see the Prophet ﷺ for the first time? How will he feel about you? He didn't change wasallam. He was who he was. Allah has not changed. He is who he is. But are you making time for those acts of worship? Are you clearing the distractions away, putting them to the side and giving them time? And so what, what would be the advice after Ramadan? How much of Ramadan can you simulate outside of Ramadan? You'll never make it Ramadan. Your six days of shawal are a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it gives you an opportunity to somewhat simulate that Ramadan. Create and don't just, you know what, when you fast your six days of shawal, don't just fast six days of shawal. Make sure that you pray Qiyamul Layl those nights too. Simulate your taraweeh again. Enjoy reading the Quran that day. If you're reading a juz a day in Ramadan, then on the six days of shawal, read a juz for those days as well. Do the things in those days that you were doing in Ramadan. Recreate as much as you can that Ramadan feeling. Because that Ramadan feeling is not meant to be a high that comes and goes. It's meant to be an opportunity to open yourself, to present yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah so that you understand that this is a lifestyle. Tahajjud is a lifestyle. Prayer is a lifestyle. Per, holding yourself back with taqwa, with piety from things that are not good for you is a lifestyle. That's not a monthly thing. That's a lifestyle. And when you taste the beauty of that lifestyle, you will not want to go back to something that is, not go, that is going to take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah has never changed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not restricted himself from us outside of the month of Ramadan. Allah's mercy, the doors to his mercy are not shut. The doors to his Jannah are not shut. They are still open. And subhanAllah, you could have lived your entire life disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
you may have wasted this Ramadan. You may not have observed the last 10 nights the way that you wanted to. You may not have shed a tear. You may not have actually presented yourself to those ibadat. And then on one random night in Shawwal, you make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the way that your Ramadan went. And Allah in His mercy accepts everything that came before. يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ Allah changes all of your wrongdoings, your sins, into good deeds. That one moment of regret, meaningful regret. Ya Allah, I didn't make the most out of the month of Ramadan. But I need your mercy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that one meet moment of regret in you. And Allah azza wa jal gives it all to you. Is it really beyond his mercy? Is it really beyond his rahmah? Is it really beyond his forgiveness? To give you the entire month of Ramadan for one moment of regret afterwards? If it was, then how do you make sense of Laylatul Qadr? Where for one night Allah is willing to give you a lifetime. So why would Allah not be willing to give you a month for a moment, for a day of showing that regret, of showing that, uh, that, that, that willingness to come back to Him? And as Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, that if you want to know if your Ramadan is accepted, the person who on the day of Eid makes that commitment that he will not return back to his acts of disobedience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept his Ramadan and Allah will enter him into Jannah without even asking him about his deeds. But if you said to yourself after Ramadan is over, I'm back to all of those deeds, I'm going right back to that disobedience, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would, would, would return the Ramadan back to you mardud, completely rejected. We're post-Ramadan now. We made mistakes in Ramadan. We will continue to make mistakes after Ramadan. Present yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Show Allah that you are in need of His mercy. Just one night of the week, simulate your taraweeh. Six days of the month, simulate your Ramadan. Read half of the amount of Qur'an you read in Ramadan. But don't stop making time for the actions that were blessed in Ramadan and continue to be blessed after Ramadan. SubhanAllah, I'll leave you with this beautiful athar from Yunus ibn Ubaid, rahimahullah ta'ala. He says a beautiful story. There was an old man that wanted to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wanted to return to Allah, but he looked in the mirror, he saw the gray hairs, and he said to himself, as he saw the gray in his, in his, in his hair and in his beard, he said to himself that, how could Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept me? I've got an entire lifetime, an entire lifetime of turning away from him, an entire lifetime of disobeying him. And he says that he saw a dream that night, and subhanAllah, it was said to him as he was in that dream, هَلْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ أَتَى بَابَنَا وَتَرَدْنَا Has anyone ever come to our door and been turned away? Has anyone ever come to our door and been turned away? Has anyone ever approached Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and been told no? Has anyone ever said, Astaghfirullah, I seek your forgiveness, Ya Allah, sincerely? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I do not accept your, your, your repentance. 
Has anyone ever said sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ihdina sirat al mustaqim, Ya muqallib al qulub, Thabbit qalbi ala deenik, Guide me to the straight path, O turner of hearts, Make my heart firm on your religion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turned him away? No. If you come to me with a handspand, I come to you with an arm span. And if you come to me with an arm span, I come to you with both of your arms spread out. وَإِنْ أَتَانِي يَمْشِي أَتَيْتُهُ هَرْوَلَا If you come to me walking, I will come to you running. That's your Lord. Show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala baby steps and see what happens. Don't belittle your baby steps in Ramadan or outside of Ramadan. وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Allah tells us in the Qur'an, those who strive in our path, we will open to them ways of goodness, many paths of goodness that all bring them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah connect our hearts to Him, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us worshippers of the Lord of Ramadan, not Ramadan itself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow the good that we did in Ramadan to continue after Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for the shortcomings before, during, and after Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to completely disconnect from all that disconnects our hearts from Him and to connect to everything that connects us to Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow upon us His love. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make beloved to us those who are beloved to Him. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala place in us the love of every deed that brings us closer to his love. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Jazakumallahu khayran. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah brothers, let us stand up and perform our sunnah salah. Ensure before we start our sunnah, let us ensure that they are, we have filled up all the gaps. Let us stand up, please. Stand up. <coughs> And the sisters as well, inshallah, if we can make the rows. There are still the usual crowd that is still coming in. So uh, we need to accommodate, accommodate them as well. Fill up every, every spot that you have here and then begin our sunnah salah.
um, our announcements, inshallah, please uh, pass the donation boxes before the khutbah begins. Donate generously towards the running expenses of the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the blessed day of Jumu'ah, where your rewards are being watched by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your good deeds are being watched, and every dollar will go a long way on a day when we need it most. That is, of course, the day when we will be presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakumullah khair. Secondly, we'd like to uh, <clears throat> extend a warm welcome to Shaykh Omar Sulaiman. Hafizahullah uh, for coming here today uh, out of his very busy schedule. He's attending the ISNA conference and he'll be, inshallah, having eight lectures over there. Uh, so he definitely that's taking place in the Rosemont Convention Center. <clears throat> and you can attend his lectures as well as other scholars' lectures at the ISNA convention in Rosemont uh, Convention starting uh, today. <clears throat> Additionally, we have, um, as many youth are here uh, and many new faces amongst the brothers and sisters, we would like to also extend a very warm welcome to all of you uh, for coming to uh, Masjid Darul Salam today, and we hope that this become, uh, begins a long relationship uh, with those new brothers and sisters uh, who have come here for Salatul Jumu'ah. We have many programs for the youth specifically, uh, one of them uh, being for the month of, in the summer, the summer months that, that we have. <clears throat> As she, going off of what Shaykh Umar mentioned, so much spirituality was created uh, just last what was it, last Thursday or Friday, our Fajr Salah was all the way till the back in the lobby. We had 13, 14 safs here. It was like a Jum'ah crowd for Fajr. So that, that's what you have, the barakah of Ramadan. But of course, after Ramadan, is really difficult to keep even a portion of that. Now, schools are starting in September. If we don't do something productive between now and September, that spirituality that we gained in the month of Ramadan, unfortunately, will be lost before we get to college. So from amongst the many programs that Chicago offers, one of those is the uh, Darul Salam Summer Arabic Intensive for boys and girls. This is the 10th year that this program is being offered. It's a four-week program from July 17th to August 12th. You'll get an opportunity to sit in the house of Allah here with fellow brothers and sisters from across the country, uh, sit with scholars, be able to ask your questions, get questions answered, learn Arabic, connect with the Quran, play ball, uh, have fun, go camping, other, a whole bunch of other activities. So those programs, um, they start, that summer intensive starts July uh, 17th. And we have booths both on the boys' side and the girls' side, the men's side and the girls' side, uh, with alumni sitting at the booths. So you can definitely go up and ask questions from the alumni of these programs. Additionally, we have our flagship one-year Islamic studies and Arabic immersion program, or the Tanweer Intensive, starting on that same date, July 17th. Uh, for those of you who have a gap year or want to create a gap year to connect yourself with the Qur'an, this Ramadan you may not have understood the Qur'an as much as you would want to. Well, this is that amazing opportunity to connect yourself with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're not sure if you can commit to 10 months, do the one month. And if you enjoy it, you can do the remaining nine months or otherwise go back charged back to school. Beyond that, inshallah, we'll have our f team Fajr. This is the uh, uh, new initiative here at Darul Salam for the youth. Every Saturday morning, we will be inviting the youth, the brothers here to join, play, uh, pray rather, Salat al-Fajr together, have a great breakfast, have a khatra dars, and then we'll play basketball together. So that's the first meet is tomorrow at 4.45, inshallah. So if the adults are saying, bhai, I'm to basketball, and the cricket, then you can bring your cricket bats as well. If you want to play soccer, you want to play anything else, main thing is we want to bring Fajr crowd back here. Uh, inshallah. So that's starting tomorrow at 4.45. Um, lastly, uh, those of us who are um, adults, working adults, don't have time for one month, one year, etc. But you want to study the deen based off of the spirituality that you created in summer, in Ramadan. 
We have our Tafheem Weekend Academy, which begins in the end of August. It's a Saturday morning class or a Sunday morning class based on your availability. So details for this are at the Boots, of course, as well as on our website. If you want to listen to Sheikh Omar's khutbah, uh, to his talk again, or you want to share it, you can go to our YouTube channel, and it's already there, and you can share it with others. We hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows all of us to love each other for His sake, gather the way He's gathered us here today, gather us once again, many, actually many times in this world, and then under His throne on the Day of Judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward Shaykh Umar abundantly from our community. Uh, and I would like you to please share your appreciation for him taking the time out to come here today after Salatul Jum'ah. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.